4: of the month of march the time has changed now we're just waiting for the weather to change and stop raining and stop being cold or cool it's time to warm up because the baseball season is warming up we got conference play beginning all over the country this weekend march madness is here the games begin tonight you've got the uh, the automatic nope nope that's not what they're called they're not the automatic qualifier games they are the first Verse 4, two games tonight, two games tomorrow night. you got to win this game, although they technically classify it as being in the tournament. Let's be real. The tournament begins on Thursday, and so you have to go win a game in Dayton, Ohio, if you're one of eight teams, to be part of the actual tournament. I think they give you a gift bag regardless, but who are we kidding? If you don't win tonight or tomorrow night, and you are one of those four teams, then you're not really a part of the tournament, which always to brings up the question... Oh, yeah, I guess so. You can put a better up. But we all watched. If you don't play on Thursday, you weren't really part of the tournament. And but it, it brings up the ever important question, Borky. And they've, they've modified it a bit to, to their credit, whoever there is. But it brings up the question, should an automatic qualifier, as opposed to an at large, have to play in a play-in game? If you won your conference and won your conference's automatic bid into the tournament, should you really have to be playing in the pre-tournament?
5: I go back and forth on this. Because on the surface, no, no, they they shouldn't have to play in the play-in. They did their job. They won their conference tournament. They shouldn't have to play their way in. When Michigan, for example, probably... Doesn't belong, but... Yes. What they go, 18 and 11? Yeah. Come on now. But also, these guys aren't winning the tournament anyway. No? And this gives them a better chance to win a game in the tournament. If, you know, and it doesn't feel like it, right? Because our bracket challenge, by the way, extends until Thursday morning. So you can join tomorrow, even though games are played tonight. That's how insignificant they are. But if you're a 16 seed, and you're you're a, like, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. I'm a senior, and we finally won our conference, and I got to play in the tournament. I would like the chance to win a game before I get slaughtered by Kansas, you know? Give me a chance to beat somebody and play in a game that I can actually compete in before we're the sacrificial lamb to the one seed a couple days later. That side of it kind of interests me a little bit. Give me a game that I can be competitive in. Because okay. I'm not beating the one seed.
4: That that has only happened once. How long has the tournament been going on? Yeah, It's happened once ever. <laughs> once. The University so, of Maryland, Baltimore County with the win.
5: So hey, give me a chance to be competitive and win a game in the tournament before I, I go get beat up on. That's the least interesting to me. What,
4: they beat Virginia? Is that right? And then Virginia yeah. the next year came back and won it all. Yep. That's what happened. the uh, The sixteen seeds who have to play their way into the big tournament: Texas A&M Corpus Christi against Texas Southern. A&M Corpus Christi is twenty three and eleven on the year. Texas Southern went eighteen and twelve. And then tomorrow night, Bryant and Wright State will play each other. Bryant went twenty two and nine. Wright State twenty one and thirteen. I got no problem at all with Notre Dame and Rutgers battling it out to be an 11 seed tomorrow night or Indiana and Wyoming battling it out to be a 12 seed tomorrow night. I got no problem with that. I I don't know. It just still feels kind of weird. It's like you made the tournament. Go be in the tournament. But your point is a good one because either Corpus Christi or Texas Southern tonight, and either Bryant or Wright State tomorrow night is going to get to say that they won a game in the tournament. Is the connection still screwy? It is. Uh, but in the next. Well, here, you talk for a second, and I'll hang up and I'll try again.
5: And they get to hang that banner in their their gym or whatever, which I think is a pretty cool proposition. Um, I'm watching, though, regardless. I mean, that's the beauty of this ridiculous tournament. This is not the best way to determine a champion, in my opinion. You can go back in the history of the tournament. Here's a stat of the day for you flies in the face of my argument about football playoff expansion. You can cut every NCAA tournament field after it's over in half and never eliminate a national champion. You cut the field in half, never eliminate a national champion. But I'm still watching tonight. I'm still in all of these games featuring teams that don't have a chance at winning this thing. But I'm still in. But yeah, there's your stat of the day. Not... One national champion is eliminated if you cut the field in half at the 8 seed in the history of the 64 plus 8 team tournament. It has never happened, so these games largely don't matter, but I don't care, I'm still in. I'm still watching. Are we any better now? Do I sound less robotic? I think we're good. Okay. Did you miss my stat of the day, by the way? You can look at every NCAA tournament in the 64-team, and now 68, but in the 64-team-plus era, okay, you can cut every single field in half at the 8-seed, all of them, and never eliminate a national champion. Well, that's not surprising. It's not surprising. Um, and, and it's that, part of the beauty
4: of the tournament also, right, in that uh, everybody's got a shot. Even yeah. though not everybody's really got a shot, but that's okay. But the thing is, I mean, it's George, so much fun.
5: George Mason, right? They didn't win the cha- they didn't win anything. But you remember the run, don't you? How long has it been since George Mason made their run? That was what, 2005? I might be overselling it. It might be more recent, but it's been a long time since George Mason made their run and they won nothing. But yet we remember
4: yeah, that's fine. They were good. They were competitive all the way through. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with our connection today. My apologies for that. You can be a part of the program, a part of the conversation on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Do you want more from your career? You'll find it. In Ceasefire country, Ceasefire was just named one of America's best midsize employers by Forbes for the second year in a row. So, whether you are in IT or sales or customer care, there's a great opportunity waiting for you. Don't miss your shot. Join a diverse team of innovators dedicated to making uh, customers' lives faster, easier, and smarter every day. Apply now at slash careers. We don't have to just talk about the NCAA tournament. You can be a part of the madness in the Sports Talk Mississippi Deuces Wild Bracket Challenge presented by Pearl River Resort. Why Deuces Wild? Well, because the winner of our bracket challenge this year, courtesy of Pearl River Resort, will get two rooms for two nights with two dinners and two rounds of golf, and a little wrinkle that we've got coming that we will tell you about later in the week. How do you join? Well, it's easy. There are a couple of different ways you can do it. If you're into searching on your own, you can go to the ESPN Tournament Central page, and you can search for the Sports Talk Space Mississippi group. Sports Talk Mississippi, password, S-T-M Radio. Fill out your bracket, hit submit, that's all you've got to do. Or, if you want to be sure that you're getting into the right group, and you don't trust yourself to search for the Sports Talk Space Mississippi bracket group, you can just go to our Twitter feed at Sports Talk MISS and click on the link. It's there, and it's going to be there over and over and over and over between now and about 10 o'clock on Thursday morning. So uh, plenty of ways for you to get in and uh, a chance for you to win. Uh, so he says, Coastal Carolina, <laughs> Borky reminds that that was baseball where Coastal Carolina won a national championship. We're just talking about basketball right now, the uh, the field of 68. So he says, I'll never forget Florida Gulf Coast's tournament run a few Lob years City. back. City, that was awesome. And they didn't win anything, but we remember why was I trying to say Dunk City? It was lobs with dunks on the back end. Oh, they were so much fun. Just Andy Enfeld was their coach. He's now the head coach at Southern Cal. You remember Slam Ball, the trampoline basketball league that ESPN2
5: aired for like five years? That's what it felt like watching Florida Gulf Coast play
4: basketball. Like they Very had trampolines. Much. It was above the rim. It was awesome. Uh, somebody says Villanova. And Butler, yeah, but but Villanova and Butler have been higher seeds. They were really good teams going into the tournament. So, Yeah, those are basketball brands. Big time. Big time. And have kind of survived the downfall and the rejuvenation of the Big East. Big East is a fun league to follow. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. We'll take a quick time out. And we will be back with you on this Tuesday.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Richland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call them at 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. And we're looking good so far this afternoon. Just some after-school traffic, usual delays in those areas. Keep your speeds down as you pass through school zones. Buckle up and drive safe. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
8: If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland, or online at clintonbodyshop.com. A complete
9: flight source is proud to announce... That Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at six zero one three six two nine three three three, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business.
0: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi.
10: Say that again.
11: Please say
10: it. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke completely inappropriate.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Or cold and rest. Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you in part by M Trade Park. If your team is looking to get into baseball or fast-pitch tournament action, look no further than M Trade Park in Oxford. The premier sports facility in Mississippi with synthetic turf on 14 infield, So play keeps going all weekend long, even when weather becomes an issue. Also, coming up quickly, it's the April Ambush Soccer Tournament. That's April 2nd and 3rd. 68 teams already registered. Still room for more. You can go to mtradepark.com to find a full tournament schedule and for registration information. That's mtradepark, mtradepark mtradepark.com. Richard Cross and Michael Borky. Hey, Dad, out again today. Hopefully, we'll rejoin us tomorrow just taking care of some things. It is always good to be with you you got stuff happening all over the place. Because of the delay in the start of spring training and the 99-day lockout that we had with Major League Baseball, the normal off-season hot stove league is happening fast and furious and in real time. All indications point to Freddie Freeman will be somewhere other than Atlanta, I say all indications because it hasn't technically happened yet. Freddie Freeman has not gone elsewhere. But the Braves have gone and signed a new first baseman. And not just signed a new first baseman. They've signed Matt Olson to an eight-year, $168 million contract that will take him through 2029 in Atlanta. Alex Anthopoulos called Matt Olsen on Monday after acquiring the all-star first baseman in a trade from the Athletics and said that he had more news, told Olsen that his next call would go to his agent to open up a conversation about a long-term deal. 24 hours later, it was done. Olsen signed the eight-year $168 million contract and then referred to it as a whirlwind. Um, $20 million club option for the 2030 season. And uh, Olsen's excited about it. And why wouldn't you be, right? I mean, you leave... The Oakland A's in the rearview mirror, and you join an organization that just won a world championship and has got a lot of pieces going forward. And that's part of the reason that Matt Olson said the stars kind of aligned perfectly. Borky, you are not a diehard Atlanta Braves fan. I think you kind of watch them indifferently, right? Yeah. I think you can say that. Is that fair? Thank you. But you're fair. not cheering against them, but you're not like, yeah, we right. do the tomahawk chop in my living room. So it may be hard for you to answer this question. This would not be like asking you this question about a New Orleans Saints player. Try and put yourself kind of in that mindset. A guy that you love, who has been an MVP, it's time to sign a new contract, and the organization that you care so much about kind of goes cheap and decides they're not going to they're not going to sign him. That's what happened with Braves and Freddie Freeman. Liberty Media said they're not going to spend the money. Maybe Ted Turner would have spent the money years and years and years ago, but it's not his baby anymore. But then you go out and you replace the guy that so many people loved with an all-star, and you lock him up for the next eight years at that first base spot. How you feeling today?
5: Uh, great, right? Baseball is a little bit of a different dynamic because there's effectively no salary cap. Teams can kind of spend whatever they want. And you just watched your organization not spend whatever it took to keep a guy that was a massive part of bringing you a World Series and endeared himself to the city and the fan base as much as any player you've seen in any sport. I mean, the Braves fans absolutely love that guy. But, especially in professional sports, because in college, they have limited eligibility. Players have to leave your program. They have no choice. There's nothing you can do about it. Four or five years, they're gone. They're they're gone. There's nothing you can do. But in professional sports, you have to remember that athletes are expendable. You, you have to. He's 32. He's still playing well, but... If you can get... You weren't getting eight years from him. No. And so did you really want your team to overpay and overcommit for a guy that will soon not be
4: that good? Or... And if he is, congratulations to him. He defied the odds. Absolutely. But
5: only Tom Brady is unaffected by age to this point. And he will be
4: soon. Think about... Think about what the Angels did to themselves with the long-term contract for Albert Pujols. Now, do Cardinals fans still have an affinity for Albert Pujols? Of course they do. But the Cardinals made the right business decision in letting him go. And it's been the Angels that have had to wear that burden around their neck. And the Olsen story is a cool story. He's from Atlanta. He's getting to play in his hometown team. He and his wife just built a house there. He was about to go to practice on Monday for Oakland, and the GM for the A's met with him, and he was like, yeah, I'm not going to let you go on the field because you might get hurt, and this is not a good time for you to get injured. And the Braves put together the package for Olsen. The A's accepted it, and Alex Anthopoulos then called Matt Olsen, and he was like, Hey, we're about to make a big offer. And Olsen says, I was like, uh, what'd you say? He got the offer. He talked to his family, and he's like, what is there to say no to? He was not going to be a free agent until after the 2023 season. So he had this year and another year before he was going to be able to test the free agent waters. And instead, he just signed an eight-year deal. And Atlanta's been good about this, right? They've been good about signing guys before they get to free agency, to contracts that are maybe slightly below market value, that are team-friendly deals. But because you do them early, players are ready to get more money sooner, and so they're maybe willing to take it. So he wasn't supposed to be eligible for free agent until after the uh, free agency until after the 23 season. Instead, he's now going to make $15 million this year, $21 million next year, and then for the remainder of the deal, he'll make $22 million a year. Living in Atlanta, Georgia, not dealing with California taxes as his primary place of employment. Where he's from, as you said earlier, on
5: top of it all, um, it makes this easier, right? And he's a good player. Good player. The advanced stats say you're getting about the same player, but five years un- younger for probably cheaper. Mm-hmm. And, so, and this works out for everybody, right? Because Freddie Freeman now gets to leave Atlanta as a hero. There's never going to be the point where his productivity drops off significantly and he's getting overpaid and fans don't like him anymore. Because that's what happens with fans. It exp- yeah. I mean, it happens in every sport, every single sport. They love you when you're great. They hate you when you're not. I mean, would you love to ask an Auburn fan back in 2010 what they thought of Gene Chizik? What LSU fans thought of Ed Orgeron two years ago? Now, get him out of town. I'm going to leak some bad stuff about his character just to make sure that everybody's cool with us firing him two years removed from a championship. That's how sports works. Yeah. So Freeman gets to leave a hero. And now that's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's, that's not going to happen. Point.
4: And now you've got Freddie Freeman about to make a gazillion dollars. And everybody wants him. The Dodgers want him. The Yankees want him. The Red Sox want him. The Blue Jays want him. Apparently even the Tampa Bay Rays want Freddie Freeman. I don't know which of those spots makes the most sense. I do know that that's a short porch in right field at Yankee Stadium. I do know that. I do know that for uh, for certain. So the entire AL East and the Dodgers, we know for sure, want Freddie Freeman to be a part of their organization going forward. Where will he land? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it it still kind of feels like the Dodgers are the odds-on favorite for uh, Freddie Freeman, who, by the way, has a house in California. It's almost like this whole where you live, being able to play close to that is uh, is a nice thing that these guys like. Does baseball do the same thing that basketball and I believe the NFL does, where they help the players
5: skirt some taxes because they play half their games out of state, so technically they're not full-time employees in the state of California, for example, or New York. The people that play for the the Knicks and
4: the Nets. Yeah, I think they have to. I think they have to pay taxes everywhere they play. Okay, so it is like, reduced then it, to some degree. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you play for the Dodgers, you got to pay California state income taxes because that's your primary place of residence. But then you've also got to pay, you know, if you play eight games in New York, you got to pay a prorated version of eight games of taxes there. They got jock taxes all over the place. It's a mess. You better have an accountant. You're you're not using TurboTax or uh, or uh, what's the the Gator Bowl sponsor, um, whatever, any tax of those players? tax services. Yeah, tax slayer. Uh, you're probably getting somebody besides that to do your taxes if you're a professional baseball player. Sports Talk Mississippi, more coming up with you right after this. Oh,
12: yeah. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Showers and a possible thunderstorm, high near 66. Tonight, 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 51. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 70 degrees. And a look to Thursday, mostly sunny conditions, high all the way up to 76. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
0: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's
2: Basils. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where
6: garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer. The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
15: it's lisa arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk mississippi news the house passed a new version of their plan to eliminate the state income tax yesterday representative nick bain told us it addresses some of the concerns expressed in the senate
6: Uh, you know we're not raising anybody's uh sales tax we're still cutting the grocery tax and still uh, still eliminating the income tax hopefully within the next 15 years
15: and a press conference was held this morning to address the changes made following yesterday's passing of the House's revised income tax elimination bill. Speaker Philip Gunn spoke at the conference.
16: Now, we're mindful of the fact that the only money we have to spend is politicians, the money that we take from citizens. And we believe the time has come for us to
8: return some of that money back to the taxpayers. We've been very clear in our belief that
16: it is a good thing to let citizens keep more of their hard-earned money.
15: The bill will now head back to the Senate for debate. Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like
0: sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
4: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Morphy, okay, I got a question for you. Yeah. We were talking about the perhaps irreparable damage that Major League Baseball was doing it, uh, doing to itself. All 162 games are going to be played. Opening day pushed back by a week. There are going to be some double headers mixed in. So, other than the fact that opening day was pushed back a week, we're not missing anything. Feels like there's a lot of excitement surrounding some of these free agent deals and trades and pickups and kind of looking at the start of the season. When it is all said and done, now that it is all said and done, did baseball damage itself at all, or did they avoid completely the damage beyond just some negativity during the offseason? Maybe a little. Maybe. But
5: not for me. And I would have been the person that they damaged themselves with because the diehards are always going to be there. We know that. Atlanta Braves fans all across this state are going to watch the Braves when they start, if they can. Valley sports is a joke and whatnot. Same things with the Reds fans (laughs) in this state. I mean, we learned one day you were out, that there's a handful of Pirates fans in the state that were listening to the show that day. All of the baseball fans are going to get their baseball. They'll never leave. It was people like me that they were going to lose if they got into a labor dispute that entered into the season and canceled a bunch of games. But, I mean, what? What's one week? I probably won't watch opening day because that's Masters Thursday. But otherwise, all summer long when baseball's on, I'm going to check it out. The fact that they figured it out before the season began is enough
4: for me to not even think about it, truthfully. Not even a thought of mine. I think you'll be able to do both. Won't we be at... um, I think the plan is to be at Pearl River Resort. That's true, but... And so, you got the Masters and the baseball happening all at the same time. Multiple screens and whatnot. Oh, yeah. That'll be nice. But, no, it... I am the demographic,
5: the type of person that baseball is losing, and would have lost in mass had this gone months into the season, or as mm-hmm. Jeff Passan warned a couple of times, possible cancellation of the season was on the table. Now that that's not happened, I'm good. It doesn't bother me at all. They're playing
4: whatever. They figured it out. Good on them. Tyler and Brandon, a bit of a unicorn. He says, don't forget, you've got Rockies fans too, Borky. Heck yeah. I, I've
18: learned that got on NFL Sundays. We
4: get a go Cubs. I understand the Cubs, though,
5: because of the WGN thing. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. But I, th- this state's kind of a melting pot. Like I would venture to guess that the majority fanhood here is Atlanta Braves. I would venture to guess that the majority fanhood in football here is the Saints with the Cl- Cowboys being a very close second. But we are probably more of a melting pot than the rest of the country. When I when I go out, yeah, I would say, go ahead. When, when I go out on Sundays, you know, go to watch the Saints game or whatever, you'll have a long table full of Broncos fans in Jackson, Mississippi, watching the Broncos game. And, and you mm-hmm. can do that with Steelers. You can do that. Titans are scattered around. For some reason, there's no dominance here, which is good and bad,
4: I guess. I would agree that statewide, you've probably got more Braves fans than anything else. In North Mississippi, you know, whatever your dividing line is, usually that's Highway 82 North. uh, I would say it's pretty closely split between the Cardinals and the Braves. And then you're going to have a pretty fair amount of Cubs fans because, as you mentioned, WGN. From years gone by, and then it's kind of all over the place, right? I mean, you'll have some Yankees fans because you got Yankees fans everywhere. You'll have Red Sox fans because you got Red Sox fans everywhere. You know, maybe there's a random Miami Marlins fan. Somebody says Giants because of Will Clark. So maybe you followed Will Clark's entire career after Mississippi State and you watched him in San Francisco and you latched on with the Giants and you stuck. I don't know if I've ever asked Hey Dad if that was the reason that he became a Giants fan. You got
5: Dodgers I think you fans in and He in. and that wasn't his answer. I could be misrepresenting him though.
4: You may be right. No, no, no. So it's uh it's fun. It's fun and it's close. Spring training games what get going later this week. I'll play a couple of weeks of them and uh and there you go. Somebody says Cardinal fan here. Richard's take on Pujols earlier was 100% correct. St. Louis got the best 10 years of Pujols. Keeping him would have meant losing Wainwright or Molina. Yes, and obviously there was a lot that you got out of Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina over the next 10 years. And you get to have the warm moment where he came back, was it last season or two years ago, and was recognized by the fans and all that stuff. And It hasn't been terrible, but it hasn't been anywhere close to the return on investment that the uh, the angels were hoping for, and it happened in a hurry, right? I mean, he's been hanging on for the last five, six, seven years. The decline started quickly with Pujols once he got to uh, once he got to the West Coast. Let's just stick with baseball for a second. So uh, Mississippi State played last night. They were supposed to start at six o'clock. They ended up starting at six thirty and they beat Binghamton. And the final score was lopsided, but the final score really does not tell the story of that game. Borky, did, did you watch some, any? Did you just skip out on, on the I dogs did, in actually, last night? Um,
5: yeah, I, I had the game on You know, until about almost 8, uh, chasing a 2-year-old around as well, so I, I couldn't watch every pitch, but I had one of those... Yeah. I was thinking, you know, this, we might come back tomorrow and this will be one of those things where we get hate hey, at here and he's disaster. This is brutal. And then home run, home run, you know, just mash the baseball. We put James to bed. I come back to the TV and it went from 5-4 to four to 13-5 to five <laughs> just out of nowhere. Uh, so they needed yeah. that. They needed it to go that way bad because it felt for a while watching that game, you know, oh, four-letter word, this is really bad, and it ended up being just a, a midweek led... mashing.
4: Yeah, and, and sometimes that happens, right? I mean, when you got one team that's so much better than the other team, it can be closed for a while, and then all of a sudden it's not. Binghamton led 5-4 to four going into the bottom of the sixth inning. Mississippi State scratched for a run there to tie the game at 5. It was still 5-5 going into the bottom of the eighth, and then the Bulldogs came to life. Uh, Logan Tanner, two run single. Hunter Hines, two run home run. Jaeger, three run home run. Jaeger Bombs, like that's it. the thing they're saying. Home run. Jaeger Bombs indeed. Thirteen to five was the uh was the final. Binghamton used a bunch of pitchers and they walked a bunch of guys. Ten walks to go along with nine strikeouts. They also hit thirteen batters. It's hard to win a game when you give up thirteen free passes. Mississippi State also threw a lot of guys. In the game. They started with Jack Walker. He goes two innings, four hits, four earned runs. Not great. Then Brandon Smith goes two innings, and he was good. And then Lane Forsythe pitched an inning. Because why not, right? Because you have to. And And then it was Cam Tuller, and then it was Drew Talley, and then it was Brooks Auger who ultimately got the win, and then Jackson Fristo uh, Pitched the final inning of the game. Mississippi State, thirteen runs on eleven hits. They did not make an error in the game. Five runs, nine hits, one error for uh, for Binghamton. Blew it open late. And they, uh, uh, you know, when it was all said and done, pretty good night offensively for uh, for Mississippi State. Three hit game for Cameron James. Two hit game for Hunter Hines. Callum Clark goes one for four and drives in a run. Two-hit game for R.J. Yeager. He had four home runs as well. So, um, you know, you
5: got to win. And that's what mattered. That's what matters. Forsyth looked pretty good, though. I mean, for and I guess I shouldn't be surprised, right? Because, he, you know, he plays infield, and part of being an infielder is throwing the ball from a distance accurately. Yeah, that, that's kind of part of the thing. So I, I guess it shouldn't be that surprising that you can move him to the mound and he can throw a baseball accurately, but still, I
4: mean, it it looked pretty good, like he knew what he was doing up there. Yeah. I mean, most guys have pitched before, right? I mean, not everybody, but, you know, most of your good players pitch somewhere uh, along the way. Not that it's exactly the same, throwing a JV game or throwing a high school game, but um, good for them. Good for uh, Mississippi State. Streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. You can always get the show on demand. If you're not able to listen live on a Super Talk Mississippi station, grab Sports Talk Mississippi as a podcast or on demand at supertalk.fm. Take a timeout. We'll wrap up the 3 o'clock hour with you next. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: glass traffic center with two locations serving your glass needs in ridgeland and brandon just call them at 601-605-4443 we're looking pretty good so far this afternoon no wrecks or breakdowns no major concerns to speak of please buckle up and drive safe have a great afternoon this update is brought to you by river trust federal credit union the best place to get you going on your path to financial well-being stop by call or visit them online to learn about their great loan rates free checking and much more only at river trust federal credit union
3: It's Ford Truck Month. Now's the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck, get behind the wheel of a new Ford Maverick pickup, and get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of trucks, but you better get going. These deals won't last. Get to Ford Truck Month.
14: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9 Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Take
18: the friggin' wax out of your ear. Did you hear me?
0: <laughs> this is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk Mississippi. Woo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: In about 25 minutes, we will visit with our friend Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. We'll get his thoughts on the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Maybe some favorites, maybe some first-round matchups that uh, that he likes. Stuff that you ought to be watching for if you are interested in getting in on the action. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Richard Cross and Michael Borky, Brian Haydad is out today. Thanks for being with us. You can join us on the Ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. The most common thing that has been talked about, and maybe this falls into the we love to complain category. Bracket comes out on Sunday, and what is the first topic of conversation? It's not what are the great matchups. It's not who are the one seeds. It's who got snubbed. You know, it's funny, Borky, if you think about it, the build-up to the entire tournament is based on who's getting in, who's not getting in, and the focus of Joe Lenardi is not who fills in the tournament on the 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 lines, it's who are the top four seeds, who are the number two seeds, who are the last four in, who are the first four out, and who are the next four out. Yeah. And because that's our focus, we look at who the one seeds are, usually not a whole lot of surprise on the one seeds. There's usually some complaining about the two, three, and four seed lines But the biggest amount of complaining comes from who got left out. And people love to complain. Like maybe more than take breath to sustain life. People love to complain. And the biggest complaining this year is coming about Texas A&M. Did Texas A&M get snubbed? Should Texas A&M have been in the field?
5: I mean, yes, they got snubbed, right? But two things. One, history tells us that the committee doesn't exactly value conference tournaments the way people value conference tournaments. They kind of put everything into this this one prism. So a game that was played in December, I mean, they can't watch 300 teams play. They can't watch 68 teams play all of their games. They can't watch 30 teams play all of their games. So they have to use... These metrics and measurements, and there's not an emphasis placed on time of year. So yes, Texas A&M went on this run, and everybody watched it, and it was fun and exciting, but that counts the same as games they played in December to the people making these evaluations. We paid more attention to the SEC tournament. It was more fun because they played every day, and they made this run. But those games counted the exact same as games in January and December and November. The exact same. Yeah. And also...
4: So, haven't we always kind of said that the cut line, if you are an SEC team, is 40 in the net? Right? You you need to be top 40 in the net if you want to be in at large. And this year that held true again. Six SEC teams get in. Kentucky at 5. Tennessee at 7. Auburn at 11. LSU at 18. Arkansas at 20. Alabama at 30. Texas A&M... 43 in the net. Three spots outside the cut line of 40. Outside looking in when it comes to the tournament. Texas A&M 22 and 12 overall. Four quad ones wins. They went 5 and 0 against quad 2, 5 and 2 against quad 3. They did not have a quad 4 loss. And they did have 10 quad one losses. But quad 1 losses usually don't help, hurt you. Maybe the problem is for their six or for their last six games were Quad 1 wins too little too late. Do you think it makes a difference? People are talking about the SEC tournament should be played a day earlier. It should wrap up on Saturday the way the ACC tournament does and the way some other conference. I think the Pac-12 wraps up on Saturday as well. Would it make a difference? If the committee had an extra day to kind of stew on the SEC teams and look at the fact that Texas A&M got to the tournament final, Texas A&M's strength of schedule is really, really bad. All right, so let's come. Michigan is like the the comparison point, right? So let's go to the Big Ten. Guess where Michigan was? In the net, thirty-four. They're 34 in the net. They get in. Indiana 38 in the net. They got in. Now, it's really hard to explain Rutgers. Cuz Rutgers is 18 and 13 overall. They do have 6 quad 1 wins, two more than Texas A&M. But they've got a quad 4 loss. They went 18 and 13 and they were 77 in the net. So I don't know how you explain Rutgers over Texas AM. I know how you explain Michigan over Texas AM. I don't know how you explain Rutgers. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. We'll be right back.
0: WF WF M-M, M-M, Morgan, the WFM and Jackson, Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your three professionals Supertalk at Perroni Street Pros. Online at perronistreetros.com.
16: News, I'm Rich Denison. Several European officials are heading to Kyiv, Ukraine, to show their support in the wake of Russia's
8: invasion. Prime ministers from Poland, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic all to arrive at the capital city. They're making the trip by train. These routes that so many of the refugees have been traveling, and they've got to go through some of this war-torn region in order to get to the capital city.
16: Fox's Mike Tobin is in Lviv, Ukraine. The White House today announcing President Biden will attend a NATO summit on Ukraine on the 24th of this month in brussels belgium miami is expected to see record crowds this year for spring break
1: miami beach mayor dan gelber predicts spring break crowds will triple this year
14: our community is probably even more popular this year than it was last year
1: the concern comes after large riots broke out last year
16: fox's caroline elliott america's listening
0: to fox news
12: The best made to order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. That's 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
15: It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It would be too optimistic to assume gas prices have hit their peak, according to an official with the International Energy Agency. Russia's war on Ukraine is a factor in record gas prices. But power of the future founder daniel turner says americans know prices were going up before putin attacked
11: the secretary of the interior said well you know i don't feel like giving permits and she hasn't as recently as february 24th which was the day that putin actually invaded on february 24th they withheld oil and gas permits they've had permits stopped in the gulf of mexico as recently as january 28th so i mean when you add all these things together and you constantly are sending this industry a signal We're going to make your life difficult. We're going to make your life difficult. Ultimately, the industry responds.
15: Turner says that's why investment in the industry has dried up and we're producing less oil and gas than we had been.
14: Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation?
2: Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture. And it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm
3: on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director at the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency works to help those we serve prepare for today and also plan for the future. One way we do that is through the Mississippi ABLE program. This program provides the opportunity for individuals with disabilities to invest their money in tax-advantaged accounts without the fear of losing public benefits. You can learn more or sign up by visiting MississippiABLE.com. That's MississippiABLE.com.
15: The parents of a 17-year-old have filed a civil suit against former Diamond Head Councilman Alan Morin. They've chosen to not give out their names to protect the name of the minor child involved. Morin is accused of improper touching and giving him a beer. The suit seeks relief for claims of assault and battery, false imprisonment, infliction of emotional distress, and negligence. Morin is currently out on bond, on charges of simple assault, and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. A trooper class that's expected to start in May will be a first according to Department of Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tindell,
17: This will be the first time we've ever had a Mm -hmm. uh, trooper school that's consisted of all prior sworn certified law enforcement officers.
15: The agency is trying to add more state troopers to the ranks.
17: And hopefully, you know, one of the things we're asking for is trying to get the Mississippi Highway Patrol total numbers up to 600. Uh, Right now, we hover around 500. We have about 30 retire a year. We have a lot more that can retire.
14: here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
4: o'clock hour with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Great to be with you this afternoon. As always, you can be a part of the conversation on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. So much happening at cspire and you uh you should do yourself a favor and check them out Are your video conferences lagging vpn connections dropping voip calls choppy it's time to face the truth cable can't support your business the way fiber internet can learn why at cspire.com slash why fiber richard cross and michael borky with you brian haydad is out today if um if you're looking for something to do this coming weekend, think about Pearl River Resort. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at Timeout Lounge. What a great place to watch the opening couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament. Lee Sterling will join us in uh, just a few minutes. Kendall Rogers will join us to begin the 5 o'clock hour for our weekly chat with Kendall from uh, from D1Baseball.com. Orky, we mentioned it yesterday in passing. There was uh, there was question about who the women's basketball coach was going to be at Mississippi State. Doug Novak deserves some credit, right? He he did a good job this year, and there were a lot of reasons that Mississippi State should not have been as good as they were. They had some attrition along the way that turned into addition via subtraction. It appears they played really really well. Say what? It appears. Yeah, I mean, they played better after the quote-unquote best player on the team left. They won a bunch of games down the stretch. But didn't have enough juice to get it all the way across the finish line. And they've announced a new head coach, Sam Purcell. Uh, John Cohen says that during our search, Sam Purcell routinely emerged as one of the nation's elite recruiters and, more importantly, a terrific fit to lead our program Sam's been an integral part of some of the most successful teams in women's basketball. He's creative, meticulous, and has shown a proven ability to recruit the nation's top talent and develop student-athletes. Synonymous with the Mississippi State culture and understands the deep meaning of family, we're confident that Sam will elevate every facet of our program. What's your take on Sam Purcell as the new head women's basketball coach at Mississippi State? Uh, I'm sure he's a great recruiter. Because they all are.
5: Uh, But it is interesting, though. I mean, it's it's John Cohen in a nutshell. It's the second time he's had a very popular interim coach have success. One of which went to the College World Series, though. Whole different animal, but still. Like Gary Henderson. And, And chose to go a different direction. And, I mean, you know, I had not seen that name anywhere, and Haydad hadn't mentioned that name until the hire was made.
4: Yeah. it's kind of how he operates. A little behind the scenes, trying to go out and find somebody that he thinks fits. And you can do that in baseball searches,
5: in women's basketball searches. You can do that in a women's basketball search. Remember, the football search was quite public. It was. Because that's the nature of the beast. It's not just your program that has more attention, but every candidate also has a media group that is covering them hard and national people. You can fly under the radar in baseball and make a hire. You can do that in women's basketball and make a hire. If the men's basketball job comes open, and there's one reason why I say if, that one will be a little harder to conceal who the candidates are compared to women's in in baseball. So, it appears to be good on paper, but, uh, you know, the, the ever-strong
4: take of, we'll see. Yeah. And i mean look, I mean, I've been more locked in on women's basketball this year than I have in previous seasons because I've done some women's games on television. And and so I had to kind of keep up with the SEC and keep up a little bit more with what was happening nationally. And then good grief. I mean, I can give you a crash course on women's basketball in the MAC, the Metro Athletic or the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference after being there last weekend. But to try and tell you or spin it that I know who the elite recruiters are that are assistant coaches at Power 5 schools, Outside of the SEC, I'm just going to have to trust John Cohen on this. I'll just have to trust people that know women's basketball uh, with more depth than I do. He's like a big energy guy, and guess what? It's about going and getting players.
5: Well, and his, you know, he's got a track record with the second hire in the sport, right? I mean, Chris Lamontis ended up working out after Andy Canizero texted his way to a different job. And you have this situation here. The the first hire after Vic leaves did not work out for a couple of reasons. And here's hire number two. So you hope that it goes as well as the baseball hire
4: number two is gone. Yeah. We get a message that says, who the heck is Sam Purcell? Cohen is trying to look smarter than he is. I don't know. I think John Cohen's trying to go out and make a hire that he thinks can recruit and Help Mississippi State have success in women's basketball. I don't think it's he's trying to prove that he's smarter than anybody. This is going to sound flippant, but
5: whatever. Uh, How many head coaches in women's basketball can you, on the text line, name? How many can you name? Head coaches can you name? So the concept of who applies to basically the entire sport.
4: Three hundred or so women's Division One basketball programs,
5: not including their assistant coaches, who are popular hires as well for programs seeking out a coach. I saw a lot of that when they announced it. All the replies were, "Who? Who is this person?" You would have, you didn't know who any of these people would have been outside of Don Staley, Gino, your coach, and maybe your rival's coach. Can you name me another? So don't.
4: Don't do the who thing because you didn't know who this guy was before he got hired. Like if John Cohen had gone and hired the women's head coach at Nebraska. Who? Or at Iowa State. Oh, no. Or at Colorado. Your response would have been, who? Oh, you can name Mulkey, too, because she
5: almost attacked an official the other day. But aside from, from them. Yeah,
4: but you can name Mulkey because she's won multiple national championships. Yeah. How about this? Somebody says, for that matter, how many could name college baseball coaches? Very well, few. here.
5: But, but when but, Chris but no, Lamonis no, got hired, question.
4: same concept, similar anyway. How many of you knew who Vic Schaefer was before he was hired at Mississippi State? Honestly. Some probably did. No,
5: nobody knew who the associate head coach at Texas A&M was. Nobody. Not one person except for the person that made the hire and maybe some of his staff members as well that did the background checks.
18: Yeah.
4: But uh, but that worked out. So so we'll see how this works out as uh, as well. You said a second ago if Mississippi State hires a men's basketball coach and there's a reason that you say if. What is that reason?
5: So Ben Hallin did a a media op today talking about the NIT in their matchup with Virginia and stuff like that. And I mean, not only did he not say that he was fired, he was making reference in in almost his sales pitch uh, saying that he wants to be back next year. He thinks the roster that he has returning is a really good one and he's very proud of his recruiting class. So if... The reporting, and it, it wasn't just Outkick by the way. I mean, there are college, well-respected college basketball reporters saying that it's done after the NIT. If that is true, nobody told Ben Howland. So either a) the decision's been made and somebody didn't tell Ben Howland and you probably should get on that,
4: or b) no. the, I mean, if you, you're not telling Ben Holland, you're firing him. If you're firing him. Yet, not until the season's over. It's the NIT. I understand that. You, you can I mean, at least
5: inform him of your intentions. Again, we've seen this before. We, we've seen it before in college sports where a guy or a girl, woman, coached out the rest of a season knowing that they were not returning to that team after the season ended. That is not an uncommon go. practice.
4: It doesn't usually go well, though, does it? I mean, I don't know that this turns into like a win-win for the Gipper and the NIT thing if you do that. I just but, but you I made the decision that you're going to get rid of Ben Howland. When it's over, you sit him down, you talk to him, and you say we're going to go another route. He makes too much money for me to feel bad for him, but I kind of feel
5: bad for the guy because if it is known by the people that cut his checks that he is not returning, making your pitch like that, I kind of
4: feel bad for him. Message on the ceasefire text line: Most USM fans want Jay Ladner gone. School admin is keeping him around for another year. Yeah, I and mean, obviously they've been really, really bad. But the deck the deck is kind of stacked against a Southern Miss basketball coach, if we're just being honest.
6: Lee Starling, when we come back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon, just call them at 601-605-4443. We're looking pretty good so far this afternoon. No wrecks or breakdowns, no major concerns to speak of. Please buckle up and drive safe. Have a great afternoon. This update is brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to get you going on your path to financial well-being. Stop by, call, or visit them online to learn about their great loan rates, free checking, and much more. Only at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
2: free.
14: March into spring with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year $250,000 mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and march into spring, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991 2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models.
2: When you partner with R.J. Young for your business printing needs, you get the R.J. Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose R.J. Young's HPA4 for your business's managed print services and supplies. Print with confidence and trust H.P. Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. R.J. Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like H.P. to offer you the best technology solutions that power your
0: business arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day wake up with gallo tomorrow on 97.3 fm super talk mississippi from the flatlands of mississippi sports talk mississippi every minute worth waiting for super talk mississippi
4: Back with you Tuesday afternoon. We're on. Um, well, I guess it's later this afternoon, later this evening, that uh, the NCAA tournament begins with the uh, the first four. But it really begins on Thursday. That's what we all look forward to, and uh, we get those eleven a.m. starts, and uh, it goes all the way till midnight here in the uh, the Central Time Zone. Lee Sterling looks forward to it as well. He's joining us from Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. You take a little bit of time off after the uh, the end of football season, but you kind of ramp it back up for March Madness, don't you?
19: Oh, I mean, these next four days coming up, starting Thursday, we're in the office probably 7, seven fifteen in the morning till almost midnight. So uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl, but nothing compares to March Madness over the next four days starting on Thursday.
4: Lee, is there money to be made uh, for, for somebody who hasn't been betting college basketball throughout the course of the season? Is there money to be made in the NCAA tournament?
19: I think there is. You can't play every game. I think there's like a, an overreaction. Whenever there's a team that everyone loves in the first round, they fall flat in their face. And I think that team is the South Dakota Jackrabbits, South Dakota State Jackrabbits. So, um, uh, I mean, Ten years ago, getting seven, eight points. This year, only two points. So um, if everyone's on, it's probably it's too good to be true.
4: Yeah. South Dakota State, 30 wins on the season. So kind of walk us through what you do with the NCAA tournament. I'm assuming you start with kind of identifying teams that you think are overrated and maybe some teams that are underrated.
19: Yeah, so what I do is, um, first of all, you got to know the rules. If you're fi- filling out a bracket, First, know the rules. I had a friend one time, he moves from L.A. to Miami, and he proceeds, and we had like 170 people in this contest. He gets all 14. He calls me up after the second weekend. He goes, how much can I win? I'm like, you're done. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, can you read the rules? He predicted 21 of the 32 games being upset. We did our bracket 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. So he was out hundreds of points uh, before even the second round, even though he got the final four. So <laughs> you got to know the rules. If it goes like one, you know, five, 10, 15, 20, you, know, you can take some chances on the first round. But, you know, if it goes like two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, 10, um, 12, you might only want to pick five, six upsets. So know the rules. And what I do when I'm handicapping games as far as gambling on these games, I look at only teams and how they did on the road. Home teams like Texas Tech and Kansas, what they did at home really means nothing in the tournament. And then guard play. I want guards can handle the ball, not turn the ball over and shoot threes.
4: So who do you like? And I don't necessarily mean who do you like to cut down the nets, but when we look at these first round games, what are, what are the games yeah. that people should be looking at that really stand out?
19: Well, I think the public would like to see teams like San Francisco, Murray State play some teams from bigger conferences. They want to see them play the TCUs, the Michigan. Uh, but most cases they did that, but there's a couple games that are stinkers. Seton Hall and TCU. They will combine like nine fans. Those two schools. Plus uh, you and <laughs> Iowa state this year with LSU. I mean, let's be honest. Do you know any, do you know, anyone who's an LTCU fan, Richard?
4: I, I, maybe one, maybe one, but that's about it. Okay.
19: So then like, Iowa State and LSU, they know they're not going anywhere. Put them against a Murray State or a San Francisco. So there are some great storylines, but that's one place I thought that they failed. First round, I'm looking for overreactions. Most years South Dakota State's getting seven, eight points this year, only two points. So I would certainly not play them. I like Loyola Chicago and Ohio State. I think teams from power conferences like Ohio State that are Fifth, sixth, seventh team probably not going to do much damage. they are going to face a team with a different style. We could have trouble. And Loyola Chicago, a team like that's going to play hard out. So I like them. I do like Iowa State, believe it or not, against LSU. I, I just think that LSU without their coach, these kids talk, get into the the, the hotel, and they're talking about who's going to be their next coach. I do think it's a distraction. They didn't play well down the stretch. Neither did Iowa State, but. Four and a half points might be too much. And then another uh, the game I like. I like Arkansas. I think Arkansas absolutely blows out New Mexico State. Different level of talent. All
18: right.
4: Give me your final four, Lee. I know you got your bracket filled out. Who, who are right. the four that are headed to New Orleans that have to uh, avoid the pitfalls of having too much fun while in New Orleans and make it a business trip? Who are the four that are, are headed to the big easy with a chance to win it all?
19: Okay, so, and full disclosure, I filled out three different brackets. This is a year, I gets it's wide oh, open. Other years, oh. I, I'm being honest. Okay, but I'm going to give you my best four. So, I think there's 10 or 12 teams that can win it this year, okay? Whereas l- the last couple of years, maybe five or six teams. Like Duke, I think they're going to get three call and then some for Coach K. If you're filling out a bracket, I think Gonzaga just has too many pitfalls. they got to play... Maybe a Memphis, an Arkansas, and a Duke or Texas Tech. Probably two tough different styles. They're going down. Give me Duke. Give me Kentucky. like the Blue Bloods there. I think they'll beat UCLA in the east. In the south, I like Arizona. Midwest, I'm going to go with a shocker here. You're not going to hear Dave Billis with one versus one. I like the Iowa Hawkeyes. And in the championship game, give me Kentucky and Arizona. And what could be... A wide-open game. I like Arizona. But down the net, something like
4: 86-82. All right. I mean, he just walked you all the way through it. Um, tell me what's happening at Paramount Sports this time of year.
19: Well, normally it's 297 a $100 bill. I always hear a couple call people say, hey, they'd like to join me. Uh, they're on the fence. Everyone can come up with 100 bucks. I think. $100 bill, the entire tournament starts tonight. I don't think I'm gonna have either of the games tomorrow. The, but I like both tonight. We want to get every game through Monday, April 4th. Championship game, hundred dollar bill. Hopefully, we can turn a hundred into thousands. ParamountSports.com. Also, uh, UFC won four of the last five cards. We have a rare 40 to 50 unit best bet going there in the UFC in London. I'm actually flying out Thursday night, over the pond. I'm going to London. So if you see some facts on Twitter with some fighters, um, one of my clients uh, has uh, some fifth row center seats. So I'll be checking that out. Should be wild when they've got all the fighters over there fighting. So uh, thirty-seven dollars, seven selections, thirty-seven bucks. Everything's up and available. ParamountSports.com.
4: All right, so you can uh, you can get on the action for A and M Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, Southern, and Indiana, Wyoming tonight. By going to ParamountSports.com, you get the entire tournament for just 100 bucks. Lee, great to catch up. Next time we talk, I guess, we'll be getting ready for a little bit of college football at the end of August, beginning of September. Have a great summer, man. Thanks, as always, for your time. You too. Take care. And touch to you Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com. He had Arizona over Kentucky in the national championship game. Okay. It's like I don't even know that there's like a, a right or a wrong, right? I mean, okay, these are the two that I think are going to get there. You go get the two you think are going to get there, and we'll see how it all shakes out. In a volatile sport like this one, in a tournament like
5: this, I mean, come on, there's no right. Yeah. There's really no yeah. right here. Uh, my question is, do you bind a Gonzaga? Because, I, you know, they made it to the national championship a year ago. So... That takes incredible skill and athleticism, all that stuff. But it looked like they got punked physically in the national championship game. Do you think that's the case again for them? Or do, do they have a ceiling, or, or can they overcome what appeared to be limitations when they play the more athletic teams, like a Kentucky, if they run into them, and, and kind of get
4: punked again like they did? So the whole... Punked in the national championship game, don't you think Baylor would have done that to a lot of people? Oh, they would have. That's Baylor I mean, that's why they was won. unbelievably physical. Like they, Baylor had a bunch of linebackers running around out there that also happened to be really good basketball players. Um, you know, I mean, I think physically they would match up with a Kentucky. I mean, Oscar Shebwa is a difficult matchup for anybody that doesn't have a. Comparably physically imposing big man, but I mean, I think their guards match up. They're, you know, their front court guys match up with, with Kentucky. Okay. Hey, Gonzaga's really talented. Mark Few's a really good coach. And it feels like they're eventually going to break through, doesn't it? It's kind of a veteran squad with uh, Gonzaga this year. So your one seeds are, are Gonzaga in the West, the number one overall. Uh, Arizona, the number one in the south. Baylor, the number one in the east. And Kansas, the number one in the Midwest. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. we got more coming up with you after this timeout. Richard Cross and Michael Borky on a Tuesday.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullander. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Showers and a possible thunderstorm, high near 66. Tonight, 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 51. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 70 degrees. And a look to Thursday, mostly sunny conditions, high all the way up to 76. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
10: You're about to ask the woman of your dreams to marry you, and then it hits you. What if the diamond engagement ring I choose... What if she doesn't love it? If it's from Juniker Jewelry Company, she's guaranteed to love it.
17: Because at Juniker's, you'll find over 50 feet of cases filled with Mississippi's finest diamonds, engagement rings, and wedding bands, 10 times the selection of average jewelry stores.
10: All the latest styles from classic solitaires to halos, contemporary to antique reproductions, like our famous Mississippi Heritage Collection.
17: And Mississippi's most beautiful diamonds, direct from our cutters, every size, shape, and price range.
10: I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company. Bring us your ideas. Tell us all about her. And together, we'll create her perfect ring. A ring you'll both love.
17: At Juniker Jewelry, we don't just make diamond engagement rings.
10: We make heroes. Juniker Jewelry Company. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer.
8: If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland, or online at clintonbodyshop.com.
15: It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Supertop Mississippi News. It would be too optimistic to assume gas prices have hit their peak, according to an official with the International Energy Agency. Russia's war on Ukraine is a factor in record gas prices. But Power of the Future founder Daniel Turner says Americans know prices were going up before Putin attacked.
11: The Secretary of the Interior said, well, you know, I don't feel like giving permits, and she hasn't. As recently as February 24th, which was the day that Putin actually invaded, on February 24th they withheld oil and gas permits. They've had permits stopped in the Gulf of Mexico as recently as January 28th. So I mean, when you add all these things together and you constantly are sending this industry a signal. We're going to make your life difficult. We're going to make your life difficult. Ultimately, the industry responds.
15: Turner says that's why investment in the industry has dried up and we're producing less oil and gas than we had been.
16: As a farmer, I I grow U.S. farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as
2: that.
0: You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Mississippi, streaming at and supertalktv.com. Jeff Goodman apparently listens to Sports Talk Mississippi because about 24 hours after we told you yesterday that Kermit Davis is going to be back for another year at Ole Miss, he tweets, Ole Miss coach Kermit Davis will be back next season, source told at Stadium. You can expect, um, I think you can expect to hear something publicly from Ole Miss in the next 24 hours. Kermit Davis is going to get another year, and the expectations are going to be abundantly clear. Now, I don't know that they will put those expectations specifically in a press release, but there's no ambiguity between the administration and Kermit Davis. He is expected to make the tournament next year if he wants to continue as the basketball coach at Ole Miss. It's that simple. But it's probably official now that Jeff Goodman tweeted it. Got it? Good. Yeah. Good enough.
5: know. Yeah, I mean, I, I clipped it and put it out there this morning that uh, didn't get the run that apparently Goodman's going to get. But that's okay. Yeah. You know, he's good at his job. It's not a shot at him. But Oh, no, absolutely he is. He is. It's fascinating, though. Because panic firing is not always the best decision either. It's not, and it happens. People do it, and it's a mistake. But man, I mean, this has got to be an off season that is blessed by the basketball gods, because there are just so many ifs that have to become true for that expectation to become reality, And, and it can. I mean, it certainly can. It can. But again, like we talked about a few weeks ago, it is if you can fight off suitors for Matt Morrell. Maybe you can, but there are going to be some, and they've got big brands that are going to come after that kid. If Deshaun Ruffin comes back healthy, if you can get a big in the portal that can replace the production of Nasir Brooks, if you can get a couple wings, if you can get a shooter, if, 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 all these ifs, and we'll see if you can pull the strings. I think, though, whatever they release, I still believe you were out when Haydad and I talked about this in detail. I think that it, it cannot be, if you want people to buy, it cannot be a four sentence, nice little graphic with hashtag Rebel Bat or whatever they use in four sentences. We Kermit Davis is our coach, and that's it. I think that they need to they need to be detailed, specific and address multiple different reasons to the fans who are out why you should not be out. Why the second most important sport on our campus will be better next year. Why 6-12, 10-8, 4-14 is unacceptable and here's how that will not happen again. With specific detail, I think you can curry some favor with your fans that are checking out If you do it that way, if it's just a brief statement, we love our coach, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that'll do it. Transparency might get people to buy because as you said yesterday, the community loves the guy. They don't love the product, but they love the guy, love the guy. Yeah. So they, I have a feeling people would be more willing to buy back into that person. If you gave a
4: specific detailed reason why they should. You may be onto that. I don't know that you will get that in a press release from the athletics department, but I, I hear what you're saying. Charlie says Kermit makes the Sweet 16 next year. Mark it down. Uh, somebody says, with the injuries that Ole Miss has had over the past couple of years, would a change in the strength and conditioning program be warranted? I don't know. I mean, an ACL injury happens. It's basketball. Yeah, Ruffin's thing I mean, was a freak deal, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he had a broken hand at the beginning of the year and then an ACL. Jarkel Joyner had a, a back issue. I don't think that's necessarily related to strength and conditioning. And Well, Robert Allen was an ACL injury. I mean, I think that just happens. Sometimes you're fortunate with injuries in basketball, and sometimes you're not. Paul in Cleveland. Second most important sport on campus? Yes. Question marks. He says football one, baseball two, third basketball. Nope. No, I mean I, th- I think in terms of popularity, you're right. But in terms of importance to the overall department, no, basketball is the is the second most important. It, it just is because of the revenue it generates and because of the exposure that it gets. Look, you can watch every baseball game on the SEC Network Plus or SEC Network or ESPNU, every single basketball game is on television, or every single conference game is on television, and you have like three or four men's games that are on the digital platform. Do you have men's basketball games on ESPN, on ESPN2, on ESPNU, on the SEC Network, and on CBS? Period. There's more exposure and there's more interest nationally in college basketball than there is in college baseball. College baseball is growing. I think that's inarguable at this point. And for those of us that love college baseball, like so many of you do, we're thrilled about that. But to say that college baseball has the same platform as men's college basketball, and CBS pays a billion dollars a year for the rights to televise March Madness. That's not because it's less popular or less important than college baseball.
5: I'm glad you distinguished the point because I, I I feel like sometimes I'm a little too simplistic when I say that because uh, popularity does not equal importance, right yeah. uh, You know women's basketball at Mississippi state is extremely it has been extremely important uh, but the the men's team, despite the women being popular popular. But the men's team, despite not being as popular, is far more important. Their success is more important. Just reality. Uh, I mean, there, there will be first-round games. All of the first-round games uh, of the NCAA tournament will have more viewers than the College World Series championship game. It, it's just different. The, the,
4: the importance is different. So is the popularity around here to most. Yeah, it's funny, we're talking about Ole Miss, but Mississippi State immediately gets rolled into it. Ceasefire text line, I think Howland needs to be asked to leave. Every year it's the same song and dance. Next year should be this or that. Please exit stage right. Look, Mississippi State had an NCAA tournament team this year that did not make the NCAA tournament. Mississippi State was a basketball team that was talented enough this year they had the pieces to be an NCAA tournament team, and they fell short. they have been to one NCAA tournament in seven years under Ben Howland. Frank Martin was just let go after getting South Carolina to one NCAA tournament in ten years. But Mississippi State's been to two NCAA tournaments in the last 13 seasons. I think that's right. Um. Somebody said, uh, let's see here. This was on the heels of the Howland needs to be asked to leave. It says, if not, the fan base will not be as supportive. It's not supportive right now. It's already not. Ben Howland and Mississippi State. You probably, I mean, you really couldn't get
5: much unsupported as it is right now. At least with butts in seats.
4: Charlie says that Mike Leach and Kermit Davis are in similar spots. Both popular with people, but they've got to perform next year. He says Leach has to beat Ole Miss and go to a bowl game. Kermit has to make the tournament next year. See, I don't think I, Leach I have, has to do those things. I don't think he has to to save his job. I think there there's you know, a scenario. On the surface Borky, to... on the surface, I agree with you. But Haydad keeps telling us, and and he's a whole lot closer to Mississippi State, and and I had this conversation with somebody over the weekend, that if you're the Mississippi State football coach, you don't lose three straight to Ole Miss and survive.
5: The fans I interact with, see, I, I said the same thing, and I've said the same thing, but I get pushback. Oh, no, it's not about Ole Miss. It's not about Ole Miss. Okay, you say that now. Come find me when the third in a row happens.
4: There will be incredible pressure on John Cohen to make a difficult decision if Mississippi State football has just an okay season and they lose to Ole Miss. And I don't think that I understand that as well as I should. I'm starting to. I'm starting to listen to our friend Brian Haydad. And go, well, maybe you're right. Robert in Oak Grove says, I think Leach just needs a good bowl game. I mean, yeah, Robert, I, look, I think you're on to something there. I mean, if Mississippi State were to go 8-4 and four and get to the Outback Bowl, but that 8-4, and four, those four losses, one of them was to Ole Miss, I don't think like you're making a change there. No. I
5: don't think. No way.
4: But the expectation for the head football coach at Mississippi State is to beat Ole Miss. And losing three in a row, if that were to happen, makes... That an incredibly uncomfortable spot, incredibly uncomfortable spot for Mike Leach. Sports Talk Mississippi, we'll wrap up the 4 o'clock hour with you coming
6: up next. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Just call them at 601-605-4443. So far, just some minor delays starting to mount up on 20 westbound at Gallatin. Otherwise, no other major problems to speak of. Now, this update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, voted best credit union by Mississippi Business Journal. Go see them today for your auto and home loan needs, as well as free checking and fast, easy mobile banking at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
2: Spillway Diner would like to salute all healthcare and first responders for putting your life on the line to help so many. You are the true heroes. Thank you from Curtis and staff at Spillway
3: Diner. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander
2: at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,095. And get up to $3,500 over book value for the trip. During the spring sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retail. for limited warranty and more details. Offer
15: ends 33120
13: this is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaways turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything
18: for home and that's what Calloway's is.
7: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi.
20: It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own, Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Seether. Plus Bad Flower.
1: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Come on. Super Talk Mississippi. Check the out. Are you ready? Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: Returning to the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum and Biloxi on Saturday, April 2nd. You'll be able to see three doors down, along with Seether, Bad Flower, and many other rock bands, all together for one incredible show. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum box office. So check that out. Ticketmaster.com or the Mississippi Coast Coliseum box office. That's coming up on April 2nd. Let's go back to the C Spire text line. Some uh, some interesting messages coming from you. Here's one about Ole Miss basketball. It doesn't matter what Ole Miss does. There won't be excitement around Ole Miss basketball next year. They could guarantee a tournament berth, and still there won't be excitement. That, that just is what it is. See, I disagree with that because Ole Miss fans have proven that they will show up and support a winner in basketball. They've got to have a good non conference slate. You'll have, you know, you'll have okay crowds early in the year. They need to have a good record in the non conference with hope going into conference play. And if they can get off to a decent start in SEC play, then people will come to games. It's just such a false narrative that they don't and that they don't
5: care. Because we've again, same conversation from a couple weeks ago. We have seen it with our own eyes before and a lot after they opened the pavilion. People go two games you don't even have to be good Richard you don't have to be good you just have to be interesting that that's all you have to be is interesting and people will show up that's it I mean the pavilion had great crowds pre-covid when the team wasn't particularly good but people showed up in mass by the thousands student section packed. people showed you don't have to be a top 25 team To get people to care and go, you have to be interesting and you have to be competitive. That's all you got to be, and they've done it. We have a sample size that shows that that we've
4: seen it. Um, I think you do have to be good. Well, what I meant by good is like I think it's gotten to the point where they've got to be good. Oh, And, and being interesting on top of that, you know, certainly helps. They weren't always great. When Marshall Henderson there was there, but Marshall Henderson was must-watch. And so people came to watch Marshall Henderson. Steph Moody drew and then, crowds. Sure. But, and, and Marshall Henderson is maybe a, a little bit of an outlier because he was so compelling. And that team was good. I mean, that was the 2013 team that ended up winning the SEC tournament. Um, let's see. Here's one. State hasn't had trouble getting players. They've never had trouble getting players. They've just got to get a coach. And he goes on to say, Leach isn't on the hot seat at all. State probably is not losing to Ole Miss. I think State actually wins nine or ten games, depending on the Ole Miss game. Well, maybe. But that's an awfully broad statement. State is probably not losing to Ole Miss. Maybe. But maybe they are. And And... Other than it's kind of rare for a team to win three in a row in the series. Not impossible. but it doesn't happen super frequently. What, what causes you to say that? That state is probably not losing two Ole Miss. You may be right. Or maybe it's just wishful thinking. Somebody says, I think you could say the same thing for the Ole Miss football program. Fans are pretty upset when State beat us back-to-back years recently. Those losses helped usher out Matt Luke. To a degree. That was part of it. Here's a message that says, we're not interesting. Hermit's teams are boring. Okay. He's not wrong.
5: I, I, I mean... And, and I don't like what's happening lately where everybody's talking about because UAB made the NCAA tournament and everything is being compared to Andy, Andy Kennedy as if his final year didn't happen. It's the same people that do the thing with Hugh Freeze, as if the year 2016 never happened. Go back and, and really recall what happened in 2016 and tell me you want that person to run your programs again. Different story with Kennedy, but he lost it. He lost his program for a lot of reasons, a lot of which are to his fault. I just, well, well, look at what Kennedy did at UAB. Kennedy's teams were fun. They were fun. He he signed dynamic guards and let them just kind of green light it. And they were interesting and fun. But they stopped being interesting and fun. And they started sucking, for lack of a better term. And he lost the
18: program.
4: Charlie says Kermit Davis made the NCAA tournament year one with the same team Kennedy didn't do very well with in his last year. Yeah, I mean he had three future pros on that team. But, I mean Andy Kennedy's last year they lost it. I mean it just it, 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 it fell apart. Andy knew it was time to go, old Miss knew it was time to go, and they parted. And it was not you know, the the way it ended was a little bumpy and it was a little ugly, but it was what needed to happen. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if Kermit Davis recognizes that, okay, yeah, maybe style of play does mean to be a little more interesting. And will they make an adjustment? I think Kermit Davis knows that his future is hanging in the balance, and he's got to do whatever it is that has to be done to be good, to be relevant, and to be interesting.
0: The Home for all his America's Super Talk, Talk. Powered, Mississippi. Mississippi. Powered Mississippi. by your professionals at
16: Fox News, I'm Rich Denison. President Biden has signed a $1.5 trillion bipartisan government funding bill, which he says will also provide assistance to Ukraine. We're moving urgently to further augment the support to the brave people of Ukraine as they defend their country. That bill also expands mental health services in the U.S., provides funds for law enforcement agencies, and targets programs to battle the nation's opioid crisis. A number of lawmakers have announced opposition to a proposal that could shutter VA hospitals across the country. The Department of Veterans Affairs is recommending the closure of dozens of VA medical center and other facilities across the country. But a plan, the VA says, that includes opening new facilities to expand care for millions of veterans and at a cost that right now isn't clear. Fox's Jeff Manasso, America's listening to Fox News.
17: Available along with takeout call today or stop in to experience tico's in the second generation tico's steakhouse
16: east county Line road in ridgeland
14: 601-956-1030 have smith marine winterize your boat so it's done right see the 2022 Crest pontoons with great suzuki outboard warranties come see the pros at smith marine 149 harbor drive on the rev by main harbor marina in Ridgeland.
15: It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman called for the suspension of gas tax in Mississippi for six months during a press conference yesterday, in attempts to lessen inflation. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves announced his support of the gas tax suspension during the signing of House Bill 779 on Friday, but he isn't sure how much relief the suspension would bring to Mississippians.
5: State. Fuel taxes only collect about 18 cents a gallon. So in the overall scheme of things, uh, we're up a couple dollars a gallon in Mississippi over the last uh, year. Um, and it's a relatively small fraction. But it's certainly something I'm open to. Anything to provide relief uh, to Mississippians,
14: uh, I'm, I can get on board with.
15: As Russian attacks continue in Ukraine, the price per gallon for regular Mississippi is hovering around $4, while diesel is all the way up to $4.98. To read the full story, go to supertalk.fm.
3: right now you can play wheel of fortune practically anywhere with the wheel of fortune scratch off ticket from the mississippi lottery you can win up to 17 times on a single ticket the top prize is a cool one hundred thousand dollars. it even has its own second chance promotional prizes you can win trips prizes and yes even more cash get your wheel of fortune scratch off tickets today and have fun y'all gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel
15: Legislation that would help individuals that have suffered adverse reactions to COVID vaccines is getting the support of Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith. Hyde-Smith says she's heard heartbreaking stories from Mississippians whose lives were upended after receiving a COVID vaccine, and they deserve a fair shake at being compensated. It's extremely difficult to obtain awards under the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program, which provides compensation for injuries experienced due to products, like vaccines, delivered during public health emergencies. Data shows that of March 1st of 2022, with over 7,000 COVID countermeasure claims filed, not one person has received compensation. Jackson City officials met in Washington, D.C. on Monday to accept a national grant of $1 million awarded by President Joe Biden. Mayor Shokwe Antar Lumumba and several Jackson City Council members were in attendance to accept the Initiative to Advance Community Safety Grant, which aims to increase community safety over the course of two years. Officials from Baltimore, Dallas, Philadelphia, and St. Louis were also present to accept similar grants awarded to their cities.
14: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3. Super Talk Jackson.
0: Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk, Talk Mississippi.
4: Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Hey, Dad is off. I think you'll be back with us tomorrow. You want to be a part of the conversation? You can always join us on the ceasefire text line. We'll go right now to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Time for our weekly chat with Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball and D1Baseball.com. When the, uh, when the new poll came out on Monday morning, Ole Miss was the number one team in the country. We know that part of that this time of year is uh, not just based on what you do, but what happens around you. And so, Kendall, I will pose this question to you first. Ole Miss, the number one team in the country in the poll, is Ole Miss the best team in the country? Ah, uh, It's not working. We don't have it right. Let's see if we can get Kendall on the phone real quick. We'll talk with him. For some reason, the uh, audio on the video feed is uh, is not working. So we'll give Kendall a call right now. We will uh, repose that question in just a moment. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Visit PearlRiverResort.com. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sportsbook at Timeout Lounge and, of course, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. And we remind you that you can join in the Deuces Wild Bracket Challenge presented by Pearl River Resort. That is two rooms for two nights with two dinners and two foursomes in golf. It'll make for a uh, a great weekend, a great midweek getaway. However you want to use it, all you've got to do is join our bracket challenge. It is through the ESPN Tournament Challenge website. Search Sports Talk Space Mississippi. The password to get in the group is STM Radio. Again, it's the Deuces Wild Bracket Challenge. We are uh, glad, as always, to be with you. Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Find them online at VisitOxfordMS and keep up with all that is happening this spring in and around Oxford. You can also follow them on all of their social media platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at VisitOxfordMS. We, uh, are we ready to go with Kendall on the phone line, or maybe not quite yet? You got baseball action tonight. Uh, Ole Miss is in Hammond, Louisiana, and they're taking on southeastern Louisiana. Our buddy Mike on the uh, Ceasefire text line sent us a message a second ago that said he was inside the stadium in Hammond, and yes, they sell daiquiris. So you can uh, get a daiquiri while you're at the ballpark. In uh, in Hammond, Ole Miss looking for a win before they head to the Plains. A Thursday, Friday, Saturday series with the Auburn Tigers that is uh, coming up this weekend. you got Mississippi State winning last night at home. Uh took a while. They trailed 5-4 to four in the sixth inning. It was a 5-5 game going into the bottom of the eighth inning before Mississippi State exploded offensively and got the 13-5 win over Binghamton. Next up for Mississippi State, uh, they hit the road. They go to uh, they go to Athens this weekend for the uh, opening weekend of Southeastern Conference play. In fact, if you uh, you look at what's coming up in the opening weekend of SEC play, we'll get into those matchups coming up in just a bit. Kendall Rogers, let's try that one more time. I will make the question uh, a little briefer this go around. So you had Ole Miss as the number one team in the country. Is Ole Miss the best team in the country?
21: You can definitely make that argument. I think when you look at these guys, you know, offensively, uh, they, they could have the best offense in college baseball, and I, I get there's a team down in Baton Rouge that would make that argument, too, is their lineup, but you can make the argument, when you look at Ole Miss top to bottom, there's really not a weak spot. I think when you look at the pitching staff, you know, over the weekend, you know, John Gaddis threw well, you know, Derek Diamond gave him four shutouts, so, I mean, he obviously threw pretty well. I don't even think he gave up a hit, did he, Richard? No, if I remember right, so, I mean, he threw really well for them, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the problem you run into with college baseball right now, we were kind of talking about this on our podcast yesterday, is typically there is a team or two, like Arkansas last year, that I feel, that we feel like is way ahead of everybody else. Uh, Texas was that team, but guess what? Texas, without Tanner Witt, the number three starter who would probably be most teams' Friday starter, with him on the shelf for the year, all of a sudden Texas has lost two straight games without him in the rotation. So, Suddenly, Texas is vulnerable. So right now, I mean, you're talking about I think ten, fourteen teams who I feel like are all capable of being the number one team in the country. So it, it's wide open right now.
4: We talked with Mike Bianco about this a, a little bit yesterday afternoon. I don't know if it's more common. It certainly is heartbreaking mm-hmm. the season-ending arm injuries that that we're seeing. You mentioned Tanner Witt at Texas. It happened before the season began with Peyton Paulette at Arkansas. We've seen two guys at Mississippi State down for the year. Tommy John surgery, obviously, with Landon Sims, who was the preseason mm-hmm. number one pitcher in the country, according to you guys, and then Stone Simmons as well. Um, Blake Money, we're still, I guess, waiting on the official word out of LSU. Hopefully he's not out for the mm-hmm. year, but we'll have to wait and see. What do you make of of this? Is it becoming more common? Is it just that it always stinks when we hear about it and it makes it feel like it's more common? What what do you make of the arm injuries?
21: I think a lot of it has to do with that COVID year. I mean, you think about it, you know, that that year just got, you know, uh, not only position players but got pitchers kind of out of their normal routines. And last year you didn't see a lot of injuries. But I think it's just one of those. I don't know if it's just like, you know, restarting and the arm, you know, the arm kind of was able to build up a little easier. I don't know if it's just a a one year delay. That's the only thing I can really think of. Uh, And that's the only thing that I've I've talked to arm care people, I've talked to coaches, and that's really the only thing they can think of is that it's just kind of a a, a delay from that COVID year. And so, I mean, you're talking about at this point, Reggie Crawford at UConn would have been a first team All American two way player if he wasn't out. Uh, Carson was in, it's not an injury, but he's out for, you know, PEDs, I guess. He said it was a over-the-counter generic drug. I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, he's out for the year. Peyton Pollard from Arkansas is out for the year. Tanner Witt's out for the year. Connor Preliff, I mean we haven't even talked about Connor Preliff because he hasn't, it seems like he hasn't pitched in about three years. But, I mean, he could be the number one. He, if he was healthy, he could very well be the number one pick in the draft, and he's not going to pitch for Alabama for two seasons.
4: It's really incredible. We have made it to the opening weekend of SEC play. Obviously, some midweek action is going to happen today and and tomorrow. But when you look at the seven series that we've got this weekend, there's only one that pits top 25 teams, and that's Mississippi State at Georgia. An incredibly important weekend for Mississippi State coming up. But when you look at these matchups across the league, is there a series that stands out to you? Uh, You know, I think South
21: Carolina at at, uh, Tennessee – uh, obviously, uh, well, I'm looking at the wrong. Hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, man. So, so you got to love technology. Uh, no, I think I'm looking uh, at the I'll, wrong weekend. I'll give weekend. you the seven. South Carolina, okay, no, Tennessee, Tennessee. Okay, I'm not. Right okay, on I'm, not, I'm not looking at the wrong weekend. I thought I was looking at the wrong weekend. Okay, South Carolina, Tennessee, I think we look at that, that series. The you know, think about South Carolina that showed me a lot about those guys is the fact that Texas kind of delivered a punch to them, and what happened? Will Sanders threw really well, and they pitched excellent mm-hmm. the through finale. Like, can they go on the road and do that in Lindsey Nelson that is like a, a pitcher's worst nightmare? Uh, I think you look at Ole Miss and Auburn. You know, Auburn, I think, is a better team than what they showed against M- Middle Tennessee. You know, when I saw them, Joseph Gonzalez threw really well. Uh, you know, the, the Trice kid threw really well. And, you know, Tommy Sheehan threw well uh, at Globe Life. And so their pitching uh, up until that Middle Tennessee uh, series has been pretty good. So that's an interesting series. And also I also think you look at, you know, Kentucky and Arkansas. You know, Arkansas is one of those teams that I feel like against UIC, they started to play a little bit better. And then you have Kentucky. When you look, you look at the, the job of Mick Midgeon, the former Mississippi State assistant, Kentucky's kind of quietly played really well. They got a series win over TCU. And guys like Chase Eastep and Cole Stump you know, you could argue with Blake, two on the shelf that Cole Stepp is kind of the most proven weekend starter in the SEC coming of the year. So, with Stepp, Chase Stepp and guys like that, Ryan Litter, of course, a, a potential All-American, that's a really interesting series. We'll find out what Kentucky's made of. But then, a and LSU, Richard, not real sure what to think about that one. You know, a pitching's been pretty good in the weekend rotation, but their offense is striking out entirely too much. On the flip side... You've got a team that, that has struggled on the mound, and you mentioned Blake Money. It does actually sound like it's like a wrist issue. I've, I've checked with several sources. They insist it's a wrist issue. We'll see. But let's just say that he's not able to go this weekend. That kind of equalizes that series. And, of course, you mentioned State of Georgia. I think that's a big series for both teams, really. You know, you look at Georgia as it had an opportunity a couple of weeks ago in that series against Georgia Tech to make a statement. They were unable to do so. They did show me something with the way they played in that series finale, but they need a marquee series win. And the Mississippi State showing some signs now of playing a little bit better. Now they know they're not going to have Landon Sims. Now they know they're not going to have Stone Simmons. Now they can kind of turn that page and focus on the rest of the season. Almost kind of wonder, guys, if Mississippi State's going to go into the weekend with a little bit of like a like a little bit of pressure off his shoulders, a little bit like we're no longer going to be speculating whether or not Landon Simmons is coming back. We all know what the verdict is on that. So I will actually be curious to see if they play a little looser than than they have today.
4: Certainly is going to see uh, going to be interesting. Maybe not the weekend with all the marquee series with top ten matchups, but it's going to be a fun start to this uh, this marathon. Kendall, thanks as always for your time.
21: You got it, guys. Appreciate it.
4: Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball, d1baseball.com. Coming up next, we'll have the college football fix. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com.
6: The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Just call them at 601-605-4443. So far, just some minor delays starting to mount up on 20 westbound at Gallatin. Otherwise, no other major problems to speak of. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, voted Best Credit Union by Mississippi Business Journal. Go see them today for your auto and home loan needs, as well as free checking and fast, easy mobile banking at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
14: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glykstead or online at binnelson.com
7: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs
14: March into spring with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 0.9% finance on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year $250,000 powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and march into spring where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com
3: See the for details with approved credit on select models.
0: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi.
13: You ready guys?
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Technical issues, appreciate Kendall Rogers joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Richard Cross and Marky, uh, Marky, Marky Borky. It's a new one. <laughs> Michael like Borky with uh, you on this Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, hit us up on the C Spire text line. Time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. So Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. It's truck month, which means great savings on the Ford F-150. And if you find one, well, you may need to scoop it up. They're hard to come by right now. Best-selling truck in America for 45 straight years. So, uh, part one of the College Football Fix... Ole Miss's Pro Day is just around the corner, March 23rd, so that is a week from tomorrow. Wednesday, March 23rd, Ole Miss will have its Pro Day. And it's going to be featured this year on both the SEC Network and NFL Network. Starts at 2 o'clock Central Time. Todd McShay and Greg McElroy will offer insight on location, live reporting of the event also happening on ESPN and through the... Will they what? You said they'll offer insight. I said, will they? Oh, yeah, well, that's fine. Uh, McShay's pretty good. <laughs> uh, obviously, Matt is uh, going to be throwing, but uh, in addition to SEC Network, you got NFL Network that is uh, carrying some of Ole Miss's Pro Day Live. So uh, you can check that out a week from tomorrow. Pro Day participants for Ole Miss include... Ben Brown, Mac Brown, Chance Campbell, Snoop Connor, Matt Corral, Dontario Drummond, Jerrionna Ely, Lakia Henry, Jalen Jones, Dean Leonard, Ja'Cour Pearson, Tyrell Pigram, uh, who was the uh, quarterback transfer from uh, from Western Kentucky, Mark Robinson, Braylon Sanders, Jake Springer, Tariqus Tisdale, Orlando Umana, and Sam Williams. And out of that group, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, you had eight Uh, Players who were invited to the NFL Combine earlier this year. So um, it's a a different look Pro Day than a few years ago for Ole Miss. Yeah, it's kind of wild too
5: that you can make the argument that Matt Corral. I mean, he played in Bryant Denny in Tuscaloosa. He played in Baton Rouge. Played in. Oh, he didn't play in College Station because A and M opted out because their quarterback. Uh, wasn't available despite the rest of the team being available anyway. Played two full seasons in the SEC under Elaine Kiffin. Went to every road stadium but one. Played in the Sugar Bowl. Played in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And this workout in shorts and a t-shirt might be the most important game, air quotes, of his career. No defense, no pads, no pass rush, no, no pressure, fans, right? and all the pressure. It's
4: remarkable. Yeah. I mean, you hope that Matt Corral is super excited about it, right? That he's like, give me the football. There's nothing that I feel more comfortable doing than slinging it. But he knows what's on the line also. Big time, he knows what's on the line also. So, yeah, big day, a week from tomorrow. This it,
18: what so he's
5: been working toward also. Oh, yeah, the day. Uh, there are there are teams, and now with this Deshaun Watson thing, and I'd like to get to that at, at some point today or tomorrow soon if we can, because a decision is going to be made soon, and basically the entire NFC South is in pursuit. Uh, the dynamics change a little bit. Uh, the, because of Brady returning, take Tampa off the board. They were a team that was considering a quarterback. The Washington Football Commanders traded for Carson Wentz. It doesn't mean they can't draft a quarterback, but they might not now. But now Indianapolis is open. It just, it, Denver now not in the quarterback market, but Seattle might be. The dynamics have shifted a little bit uh, with the quarterback movement as well. So six weeks ago, we thought you know Washington, maybe Tampa, Denver looking for quarterbacks. Now it's Seattle. None of those three are anymore. Possibly New Orleans, if Watson tells them no, Atlanta, Carolina,
4: maybe Indy. It's changed some. Yeah. And I don't know that any of those teams that you mentioned, outside of Seattle, are 100% looking for an opening day starter if they draft a quarterback in the first round. This, this may be the first year in a while where it's like, yeah, we're going to take a first rounder, but we're not expecting him to step on the field and play. Seattle's got to either go get somebody or draft somebody to be their guy with Russell Wilson out. Is there anybody else? I mean, Indianapolis, maybe. Teams Carson Wentz gone? Teams
5: definitively, I would say definitively, looking for a quarterback, whether it's free agent or whatever. Uh, Houston, uh, presumably looking yes. for a quarterback with, with Watson gone. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are, are definitely looking for a quarterback. The Falcons are looking for a replacement. Uh, the Commanders no but, more. But they're not
4: necessarily looking for a replacement this year. Right. But they, they are definitely... In the market for it. they are planning for the future post Matt Ryan. Yes. Uh, possibly the I mean, here's a wild card: the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they they, but that. But, would, but again, Cleveland, Cleveland falls again though into the category. They don't have to have a new starter this year, right? The Saints do. In, unless in terms Jameis of teams returns. that are going to have
5: right, there you go. We'll see if Pittsburgh believes in Trubisky to the point where they don't take a quarterback anymore. I wouldn't be so certain that Trubisky ended their bid for drafting a quarterback. Uh, I mean you gotta you gotta get down a ways. I mean the Titans, I, I would imagine, are at least looking at quarterbacks, but they don't need one. Tan open. Okay. Right. I mean, he's
4: fine. The options aren't really there. So in the NFC East you got the commanders, Washington
5: looking for a quarterback. They just traded for Carson Wentz, though. Gave up a couple of picks to get him, too.
4: Yeah, but... So, okay. Maybe nobody in the NFC East. In the North? It's not the Bears. It's not the Lions. It's not the Packers. Not the Vikings. Just re-signed Kirk Cousins. In the South? Okay, the Falcons, yes, but not really. Panthers, Absolutely. Saints, eh not sure.
5: I mean they're in the running for Watson. Jameis could return. I mean, Jimmy G's still out there, so
4: in the West, Arizona, no, unless something just weird happens with um Oh goodness. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Rams obviously not. Niners, no, they've got their guy. Seattle looking hard. In the AFC, Buffalo, no. Miami, no. Patriots, no. Jets, no, except for the fact that maybe they're always kind of looking, but no, they're not. In the AFC North, Ravens, nope. Seattle, or excuse me, Cincinnati, no. Cleveland, eh, maybe kind of. Maybe kind of. Pittsburgh's kind of. Yeah. AFC South, Houston, absolutely. Indianapolis, I think absolutely. Jacksonville, no. Tennessee, not unless just the right thing falls into their lap. Yeah, the right guy's got to be there for them to
5: move forward. I've seen a couple people mention Corral and the Titans could be a a good fit
4: for whatever that's worth. Yeah, I mean, because you're looking for a guy three years from now to be your starter. And then out west, no, Denver solved that issue. Kansas City, I think they're in good shape. Raiders seem to be fine. Chargers seem to be fine. There aren't many openings all of a sudden. It's crazy But how it's changed in at, a short amount of
5: time. As with every year, though, teams will draft quarterbacks. They always do. They always, always, always do. I, I wouldn't rule out Pittsburgh. I, I saw people, oh, Pittsburgh has their QB1, maybe for the season. And, and, you know, maybe they get in the
4: market yeah, next I mean, year what have you seen better, for what but... Mitchell are Trub- Yeah, What on earth have you seen on the field from Mitchell Trubisky that makes you go, yeah, that's our guy. He's the one that's going to be the anchor behind center of the Pittsburgh Steelers for the next decade. Uh, no. No, no, that's not the answer. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com. Right now, we know that the SEC and the Big Ten make more money than the other conferences. But do you know by how much? And do you know by how much that is going to change over the next seven years? I'll tell you the numbers, and they are staggering. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Showers and a possible thunderstorm, high near 66. Tonight, 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 51. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 70 degrees. And a look to Thursday, mostly sunny conditions, high all the way up to 76. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
16: When I got hurt on the field, I thought I was done playing sports.
2: That all changed after my visit to Mississippi Sports Medicine. My super surgeon drew up the perfect game plan. It was my recovery and their game plan that proved the game-winning combination. 20 physicians, 7 subspecialties, 1 focus.
4: You, Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center.
17: I'm J.T. Mitchell and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. As signed I Looms, another bill has made its way to the desk of Governor Tate Reeves. The Comprehensive Career and Technical Education Reform Act aims to enhance career pathways for students in grades K through twelve. The goal of the bill is to keep young Mississippians employed in state once they've completed their education. Former Mississippi Coding Academy's executive director Glenn McCullough says, obviously K
16: twelve education, our universities at the research our eight public universities all working as a team with K-12 education, and it's it's really enabled Mississippi to have a workforce advantage. That's where you start, and that's how companies that expand here in Mississippi, because they've got the people that enable them to do so, that's how we recruit great companies from around the world to come to Mississippi is because we've got people who are going to help that company succeed.
17: To keep up with the latest news in the Magnolia State, head on over to Supertalk.fm. I'm J.T. Mitchell.
0: More Sports Talk Mississippi now. now.
4: Brian, you're honestly right on the Ceasefire text line. He says, the college football fix was all NFL talk. Well, it took yeah. a turn. It started as a college conversation with Pro Day at Ole Miss, and then it turned to uh, quarterback... Play or quarterback availability in the NFL. So yeah, you're right. You you, you got us.
5: That's the college football we'll story
4: this time of however, year. However, however, Brian, I think I can link a college athletics story right now that uh, maybe we'll grab you. We'll call this an extension of the college football fix driven by Ford in your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Numbers are hard on the radio, I understand. So I will try not to bombard you with numbers, but everything about this story is numbers related. From numbers on the calendar, as in what year is it, to the revenue numbers that are projected for the five Power Five conferences. Navigate is a data insights analytics and answers company. That's how they bill themselves. And they advise individual teams and leagues and brands and more. That they deal in data. And so the Navigate team estimated the rise in average Power Five conference payouts over the next eight years, from 2022 through 2029. Every conference's payout, every Power Five conference's payout, is expected to increase significantly during the next eight years, but some are expected to increase more significantly than others. The estimated payout for this coming year, 2022, Big Ten the largest at fifty-seven point two million dollars. Then the SEC, about three million dollars behind them, at fifty-four point three, and then there's a big drop. Big twelve third at forty point six million, so almost fourteen million behind the SEC and about seventeen million behind the Big Ten. Then it's the Pac twelve at thirty-four point four million. And then the ACC in last at $30.9 million. Now, the Pac-12 and the ACC next year, in 2023, will flip spots as the ACC's full distribution for the ACC network goes into place. But the ACC does not have a good television deal. It's really, really long, and they did not protect themselves. So the biggest jump from year to year in these projections is for each league. 2023 to 2024, the Big Ten is projected to go from 59 million to 73 million per team. The biggest jump for the SEC, and they're two really, really big ones. 24 to 25 is expected to go from 57. a half million to 75 million. And then 25 to 26 it's expected to go from 75 million to 96 million. Forky, from 2022 to 2029, this eight-year projection. the big Ten average team payout is expected to go from $57,200,000 to $94.5 million. It's about a $37 million a year increase. The Big 12, not great. From $40.5 million to $52 million. So about a $12 million increase in the Big 12. Not bad, but not great in comparison. Pac-12 going to make a $22 million jump over eight years, as projected, from $34.5 million to $56.5 million. The ACC, about a $25 million jump from $31 million to $55.5 million. But hold on to your pants. This projection for the SEC... From $54,300,000, that's the projection for this coming fiscal year. And they're on the heels of about a $50 million payout. In eight years, we'll jump by more than $50 million. To the point that Navigate projects that the SEC in 2029 will distribute $105.3 million per team In the SEC, there was a time where a $100 million budget was a benchmark that felt like it was simply unattainable outside of about 10 teams in all of college football. If this projection is accurate in 2029, all 14 teams in the SEC, excuse me, all 16 teams then in the SEC, Will receive over one hundred five million dollars from their media rights deal. That is staggering. It's a lot of buyouts. <laughs> yeah, you can fire everybody or now if you're slightly more. Yeah, I mean, if you're slightly more fiscally responsible, maybe that's a lot of stadium upgrades. That too. Uh, th- this is first off. I know the Chris asking a question that's important, real quick. He says, "Is it split evenly to each school in the SEC?" Yes, everybody's cut in the SEC is exactly the same. Sorry, Texas, the rules change when you join the league. But go ahead. But this is why they did it,
5: right? Um, on, on one hand, you know the money's equal across the board, but obviously, simple math tells you that this matters more for Ole Miss and Mississippi State than it does Texas because it's a larger percentage of the current budget that they are receiving, which means it's more impactful. But what this does further separates you from the lesser three of the Power Five because you compete against them, right? You don't just recruit Mm -hmm. against SEC schools. You recruit against ACC schools and Big 12 schools and on rare occasion a Pac-12 school. And this will just continue to further separate you in terms of player acquisition and also elevating your job when you're going to hire replacement coaches and things like that. So this is really significant, even though everybody else in the league is getting the same amount. It's a big, big deal. But what I found funny about this is the two conferences that are separating are very clearly and objectively the ones that care the most across the board. Because you look yeah. at the SEC, we know about the SEC. And, and the, the stadiums and the fan bases and all that. The Big Ten is quite similar. I mean, Ohio Stadium is filled with 100,000 people. Michigan Stadium as well. Beaver Stadium at Penn State as well. But But don't overlook Michigan State, who's got a large fan base. Wisconsin, very similar. Large fan base, now it drops off more. But even Nebraska sells out every home game. The Big Ten per capita, if you will cares more than every other conference, not named the SEC. These are the two places that inject more, invest more, and care more than the others. And you're seeing it play out in numbers, not just what you see with your eyes, but the data shows you that the conferences that care the most happen to
4: also be the most valuable. Imagine that. So so if if these projections are reasonably accurate, eight years from now in 2029, the SEC, on a per-team basis, will get a little more than, well, it'll be almost $11 million per school more than the schools in the Big Ten. It will be $53 million more per year, per school, than the teams in the Big 12. Double, what Big Twelve teams are getting. It will be fifty million dollars more than the ACC is projected to get per team, and forty-nine million dollars more than the Pac-12 is projected to get per team. Teespire text line. Vandy will spend five million of that on football and pocket a cool one hundred million dollars.
18: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says
4: there was a time. When that number covered the entire league. Chris in Boonville says, wait, $100 million per school? Yes. Yes, yes Chris. In the SEC, here, here's the projection. I'll give it to you year by year. Starting in 2022, going through 2029. And and jumping to 16 schools in 2025, right? Each school in the SEC, this coming year, $54 million. 2023, and I'm rounding. 56 million in 2023, 58 million in 2024. Then big jump. New contract with ABC goes into effect. 75 million per school. Another big jump. College football playoff expansion. New revenue coming in. 96 million. 2026, 99 million. 2028. I was, I, I was off. 2027, 99 million. 2028, 102 million. 2029, 105 million per school. Whoever back in the day got the two schools in this
5: state locked into the SEC permanently, uh, it was a long time ago. I, maybe post hum, humanously needs to be honored in some special way because what an altering
4: decision that was. Trying to pull up Mississippi State's budget overall right now for athletics. It's like
6: $110 million roughly. We'll be right back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call them at 601 605 4443 for all of your glass needs. For the most part, looking pretty good. Some minor congestion in Clinton on Highway 80 at Broadway Street. And in Brandon, look for some minor congestion Highway 18 to Star Road. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers. Their number is 601 353 5217
13: this portion of sports talk mississippi is sponsored by coleman taylor transmission servicing central mississippi for over 60 years their ase certified technicians offer dependable transmission services a warranty and record services call coleman taylor today for all your transmission needs
0: family what does family mean to you at carter sledge family dentistry we value family
12: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
7: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs
9: free
12: shipping.
0: Beyond the headlines on middays with Gerard Gibbert, weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk, Mississippi. You're number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports Talk Mississippi. Bingo, man. Bingo. Super Talk, Mississippi. <laughs>
4: Texas and say, one more time please 2022 projected payout and then 29 projected yeah for the SEC 54.3 million in 2022 105.3 million 51 million dollars more in 2029 just 8 years later another message you know Tulane cries itself to sleep every night about leaving the SEC back in the day yeah but they wanted to be academically elite that's one of everybody
5: does the what if sports thing and it's always fun right like what if Danny Cannell's dad doesn't misevaluate Drew Brees's health and Nick Saban stays with the Miami Dolphins forever but what if Tulane does not leave the SEC? And they are in that market in that town. Playing SEC football. Now, maybe they would just pull resources away LSU, from each other. Yeah. But whoa. Like, you don't want an SEC team in New Orleans. I know Baton Rouge isn't far, and, and, you know, they've won national championships recently, but in uptown New Orleans playing SEC football,
4: ooh. They'd have all kinds of traffic issues. <laughs> No doubt. I don't know if you've tried to get in and out of that stadium on game day, but holy cow, good luck. Uh, Yeah, my guess is that LSU probably, not that LSU really thinks about it, but is thankful in perpetuity that they are the only game in town in the state of Louisiana for all practical purposes. You have baseball coming up in just minutes. Ole Miss and Southeastern Louisiana tonight in Hammond. Jack Washburn on the mound tonight for Ole Miss. And here is the lineup for the Rebels Peyton Chatinier leading off, playing second base. Uh, Reagan Burford at third base, batting second. Jacob Gonzalez playing short, he's hitting third. Tim Elko batting cleanup, the first baseman. Batting fifth, Justin Bench, the center fielder. McCants in right field. Kemp Alderman in left field hitting seventh. Hayden Dunhurst catching and batting eighth. Ben Van Cleave, the DH for the game tonight, which probably means that um, Southeastern's going with a left-hander. I would assume that that is what that means. Because otherwise you probably would be pinch hitting Leatherwood and Washburn on the mound. So... That's your uh, your lineup tonight for uh, Ole Miss. They look to pick up win number fourteen on the year. They're thirteen and two going into this game. Confirmed, Dakaries at the stadium. By the way, yeah, Mike sent us that message. Very Louisiana. Not mad about that, are you? Love you for it. The drive-through aspect of the message. daiquiri
5: thing always cracks me up, though.
4: It's like I-,
5: I love you guys, and I appreciate what your state offers to us. I saw a take recently that said New Orleans is... You can do everything in New Orleans that you can do in Vegas, but it's cheaper and more fun, and I found that fascinating. You have this place that you can go to and act like a moron and drink beer on the sidewalk and not worry about anything. And the food's great, all that. But shouldn't you draw the line at the drive through alcohol place where you put a styrofoam cup that's filled with liquor in your cup holder and can continue to drive on the roads. Like, shouldn't that be where we draw a line of, you know, fun that's place for to, to stupid? through the passenger. You don't need right a passenger, though. I know. Ta- taking this home with me? Uh, you're just delivering them. I feel like that's that's where the line should be drawn, though. Like, you're in an awesome place, but stop, you know, right on the consuming
4: frozen liquor while driving your vehicle. Stop right there. I love this text message. It's so weird that you guys are almost done, and it's still daylight. Amen and amen. (laughs) Uh, We need to give a shout-out on this
5: show. We need to give a shout-out on this show because these people never get anything right ever. The United States Senate, they are so bad at their jobs. They probably just lucked into this. But they passed the bill. Tommy Tuberville beating the drum. They passed the bill that would make this time permanent. No more fallback. No more 415 sunsets in December. No, sir. If the House is smart and the president signs the bill that they pass into law, 2023, no more fallback. This time, permanent time. Thank you for somehow working through your incompetence to get something right. Thank
3: you.
4: We do have a couple of people point out that they either tape the straws up or leave the paper on the tip of the straw, so you really can't drink it out uh, of the straw yeah. while you're driving. Um, I mean, didn't Oxford have that, the barn or something? But You could drive through and get beer. But, I mean, yeah, you could do carry-out daiquiris now. You have to go to the effort of going in and getting them. I don't think you can go through the drive-through. Yes, Daylight Savings Time is here. Yesterday was the first time, right? I mean I was out of town last weekend, changed over the right, so I like I walked out of the studio yesterday, I was like, Yeah, the sun's still out. Let's do it.